Hello. Welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? Sad over what's going on in the Middle mm. East, um, but uh, happy that the season is moving towards a starting point. It's a nice distraction from everything. Yep, we are, we are getting closer. Um, yes, uh, the tragedy going on in, in, in the Middle East, and so... You know, as human beings, uh, we cannot escape um, the the devastation that is happening uh, in in, in that region of the world. Um, Thankfully for us, David, we do have basketball as a respite for us to uh, something enjoyable to talk about. Although I am not going to start this show off in an enjoyable mood because the NBA is annoying the shit out of me again. So. An article came out where the NBA basically says load management is no longer supported by scientific data. Uh, Joe Dumars, who is the executive vice president of basketball operations of the league, uh, had, a, had some, some comments. And he said, before it was a given conclusion that the data showed that you had to rest players a certain amount, and that justified them sitting out. We've gotten more data, and it just doesn't show that resting, sitting guys out correlates with lack of injuries or fatigue or anything like that. What it does show is maybe guys aren't as efficient on the second night of a back-to-back. Obviously, everybody's not going to play 82 games, but everyone should want to play 82 games. And that's the culture that we're trying to establish right now. And David, I, I saw those those quotes, that article. I put it in our True Hoop WhatsApp chat. And I told you before we started the show today, like my blood is boiling and seething with this. I, the league is so disingenuous about this whole thing. And it's really annoying. First of all, I would love to know who are the scientists and data and, and sports medicine people that are looking over your data. Please show us uh, and, and make them available so we can ask questions as media members. You know, what are you basing that on? What's your population sample size? What, are you, what, other, what other sample sets are you looking at? I'd love to get into the nitty gritty on that. And the other thing, the big elephant in the room, and it's clearly obvious, and, you know, Evan Wash uh, made a point of that. He's another executive with the NBA. Head of their analytics said, look, it's no secret that they're they're negotiating a new TV deal, right? And so the NBA is trying to convince NBC and and whoever to fork over $10 billion, right? Over the next seven years or however long the deal is going to last. And so in order for them to do that, the best players have to play all the time. Um, At least that's what the NBA thinks. And so we know where this is motivated from, but I I just, it's so disingenuous and it's such a lightning rod of a topic that fuel fans ire and, Fans matter in this case, and they're just being given such bullshit and one side of a story. You know, if I assert an opinion on, on an article I wrote for True Hoop, I'm allowed to do so. Uh, it's vetted by uh, two editors. Uh, nonetheless, I, I still can do that. If I am asserting something that's supposedly science or, in fact, data, not an opinion, I'm supposed to link it. I don't link everything, um, but if there's anything even remotely controversial or maybe historical, so people may have forgotten, I'm supposed to link it. And it doesn't mean I always do. My editors often do, uh, but it allows the our readers to see where I'm getting my information from. Pretty, pretty mm-hmm. simple, right? Footnotes were a thing mm-hmm, yep. you and I were probably growing yep. up. All right. And so you're fair to ask the question, all right, you're an NBA, you're allowed to have your opinion mm-hmm. that science no longer supports the idea that resting is a good thing, which is just on the face of it seems so odd to me. Um, but you need to tell us where your data is. You need to get quotes from 
the data scientists from teams because mm -hmm. teams have their own guys. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wonder what Catapult thinks about this. Mm -hmm. uh, Catapult, the, the ones who, as I understand it, the Spurs had a 10-year relationship with that no one was allowed to know about. Mm -hmm. They had a 10-year head start. But I do know – so we don't that, – that's murky. That right. relationship's murky. What isn't murky was Tim Duncan and Ginobili, those guys sitting out of nationally televised games, and the Spurs taking the fine and getting five rings also, right? <laughs> that, that isn't – well, not five. It was four, I think, after they did a deal with the catapult. Right. Maybe three even. Still, they were very good for a long time. Um, I, I, I'd like to hear what they have to say about it. I'd like to hear what Dr. Marcus Elliott mm -hmm. has to say about it. Um, our friend Henry Abbott is not available at this right. moment to write about right. it. I I basically put our friendship on hold until he does write about it. <laughs> not really, obviously, but like until he chimes in, we and I are just true amateurs. Right. We're not we're less amateurs than the average person, right. but compared to Henry, we are. And so my my skeptical, cynical uh, uh, David Thorpe personality because Coach Thorpe is not so cynical. <laughs> David Thorpe is. Um, and I, this is just going to sound like something you would say. Uh, we are now in a position in the, as a league where money trumps all. And that, that has not always been the case. Money was very important. But when you're doing – I, I think I told you this maybe on Monday. I, I had a, a player that I talked to a lot that was in Abu Dhabi. Mm -hmm. He could not WhatsApp me right. because they don't let WhatsApp happen mm -hmm. or WhatsApp, right? Well, we're in business with those kind of countries now. Mm -hmm. We're in business with those kind of countries. We're in business with – with a, a, a dark money mm -hmm. in a sense, yeah. right? Uh, and so those kinds of people and entities definitely don't care about science. Mm -hmm. They just care about the green. Mm -hmm. And so the concern that I have is with my, my athletes, mm -hmm. right? Our athletes mm -hmm. as a league, uh, uh, who's vouching for them? If, I, if I'm the union, uh, I'm, I'm hoping they craft an incredibly detailed footnoted linked reports mm -hmm. refuting what the NBA said and then stating uh, we're not done with this. Right. right. We, we are just getting started. Uh, you have declared war on our players' bodies. We are playing defense now. Yeah. And, uh, and I like the NBA. We're all rooting for the NBA. I want the people to, I want the commissioner's office to be someone we can trust. I don't have that trust right now that they're telling us the truth. And, um, it's a real concern yeah. because we're going to see a situation, Gerard, and it's not fair to say it's definitely because of this, but it's going to be blamed this whether whether it's accurate or not. A star player is going to get hurt in a game he wasn't supposed to play, yeah. and he's gonna he's gonna say something publicly, yeah. and then you and I are going to talk about it on our next show, mm -hmm. and the whole world that covers the NBA is going to go crazy about it. No, you're you're one hundred percent right, David. Um, again, you know we. I we I understand the idea that fans want to see the best players play. Like I get that. So do, so do David and I. That's of course we want to see that. Why wouldn't right? We? But we have to understand that this idea of these guys just being able to roll out and play eighty-two games over it's insanity plus playoffs. Like again. The goal is not to have no injuries. That is impossible. Injuries are going to be baked into the game because it's physical and contact. Our goal is to deliver the most amount of healthy bodies to the postseason as possible. And we cannot do it in its current structure. It's That is already proven. That is a factual thing. Correct. We already know this. Right? At the end of right. these guys are worn out. 
in in that same article, um, Dumar said that you know, you know, fans would also like to see a competitive All Star game, and I'm gonna be like, Joe, like. The All-Star game is at the two-third mark of the season. These dudes are dead. And you're like, you want them to go hard in an exhibition game? Like, come on, man. Like, and let's let's be honest. Were you going hard when you played at the All-Star game in the 80s? You doing I don't think so. Right? Like, it's just, and, and we romanticize, or we fans romanticize, right? The era of the 80s. Those guys all play 82 games. I'm like, guys, we our, our memories do that to us, right? Our, our memories lie to us all the time about what was actually happening. All the time. Go on YouTube because these games exist or on NBA Classic or whatever and find them. Watch, look at those games. Look at those regular season games and tell me how hard everybody's going. Now, you may say those guys played more and played all the games. Fine. All very true. And this is, a, I reference this all the time. Look how Kevin McHale walks around right now. Look how Patrick Ewing walks around right now. Look at how all those guys from that era move when they're just walking, not doing anything crazy, just walking up and down. How that looks. Not great, right? It's a toll and a price you pay. But, right, but th- th- everything you said is accurate, but that's just a sliver. Not It's more than a sliver. It's a, it's a piece of the overall pie. Uh, those players didn't play year-round the way these Correct. players did. That's not to say Larry Bird didn't play year-round, but it wasn't the way these guys do it Correct. now, where every weekend they're playing five, six, seven, eight games mm-hmm. in AAU mm-hmm. events. Uh, because AAU tends to have a lot more just play, play, play instead of developing. Right. There's also – and you can blame me for this in part, the skills trainers mm-hmm. uh, uh, who on the days where they're not practicing, they're doing skill development. Mm-hmm. And this is, it's all year round. Everyone even acknowledges basketball is a year round sport mm-hmm. now. And then you factor in the way the game is played. It's not just necessarily faster, mm-hmm. which it is. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that, that yes, is uh, shows incontrovertible. That. Mm-hmm. And, but the amount of space Correct. you guard. Uh, uh, we have two guys that just played the other night. We're going to talk about it here. Uh, that both basically look like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And they take threes and they dribble the ball a bunch and they have to guard people who are doing those kinds of things. Uh, uh, Wemby had a number of race outs. Mm -hmm. He was guarding the perimeter, Mm -hmm. contesting, and then racing out the court. That's not how the game was played then. You weren't chasing. I was talking to a player literally last night who's who's, uh, on a team who they're changing the way they're playing defensively. And he's going to be asked a lot of times to help both in the paint and then close out on the corner shooter. Man, that's a lot of ground oh, to lot. cover. And I watched I watched him on preseason, and he can do it. He's tall and long, but it's hard. It's a lot of work. That just didn't happen back then. So all those things combined to create a situation that's now a perfect storm with the league uh, uh, basically walking away from their responsibility of protecting our athletes. And And – if we want to wave a magic wand, Gerard, and say, okay, how could things be different without changing the schedule? Well, one way would be invest even more, not just into the development of our younger players, but in the, that marketing. Have, have, have a group of TNT, if not the same guys that do it now, whose job it is is to understand who all the players are. You're going to ask me later about Zaire Williams. I, I know who Zaire Williams is. I liked him as a top eight player in the draft. I've been watching Synergy tape on him. That this is one of the better teams, they need a small forward. I don't think any of those dudes in TNT know who that yeah. is. And so so if we start celebrating more of our role players who have the potential to be very good, let's face it, a lot of our stars now were once role players. Not all of them, obviously. Or, or they were well-known in college, but they weren't great NBA players until they became mm-hmm. great players, right? 
So uh, we, we could do that. And now the fan isn't feeling so, so shortchanged when he gets to go watch someone else play instead of the guy he thought was, our, was the best player for his team. N- none of those things are happening. Correct. And so we have that perfect storm against our guys. And I'm just I'm, – I'm worried about a situation where the people who are running the league only care about the bottom line at the expense of our players. That's a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. No, I, I agree with you 100%, David, and that's ultimately what it is, right? The, the money, in, unfortunately, does trump all in this case, and that's really what this is all about, right? The league is trying to secure its next broadcast rights deal, and you know, with ratings that are where they are, people who make those decisions saying, I'm not going to give you billions of dollars if you can't guarantee me that LeBron and Steph and KD and all these guys play all the national television, right? That's what they want. Because then I can sell my advertising down all the all the reasons, right? All the reasons why they want to do that at the expense of, of course, you know, the, the, the health of these players. But we shall see where this goes. But I think you're right, David. Like, this is going to go somewhere we don't want it to go. And it's going to be very unfortunate. All right. Some positive news. David, the internet was in a tizzy on Monday night. We had the Oklahoma City uh, Thunder and San Antonio Spurs playing a preseason game. And it was the preseason debuts for Chet Holmgren and Victor Wembanyama. And well, everyone who listens to this show knows uh, seven footers doing all kinds of fun things on a basketball court is like a fever dream for me. I love it. Make the whole, make the game full of nothing but seven footers who can do everything. That's what I love, as everybody knows. Um, it was super exciting. <laughs> David's like, no, boo. <laughs> um, you know, for me, and I don't, you know, I don't want to get carried away because it's just preseason, nothing to lose your mind about. But it is breathtaking, David, to see the skill set that people are Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's size have and what they're able to do. Because that's just not, that's not normal. People that big shouldn't be allowed to move their bodies in the way that they move. And it's just from, the, from that standpoint alone, it is beautiful and breathtaking to watch. So I have a few things to say while I'm talking. If you want to look up Bill Russell's career field goal percentage or even his first 10 years, my memory has it at 41%. Mm -hmm. There is a real possibility that both of those guys are going to have a season in their careers where they shoot better than 41% from three. Yeah. Yeah. So Bill Bill Russell for his career, David, 44% from the field for his career. 44. Yeah. Yeah. So they probably won't get quite that high, but. This is just another level. No, no, no. You, no, no. You're uh, right. No, they, they'll shoot over his career field goal, not three point. Bill Russell, forty four percent. They'll shoot well over forty four percent for their field goal. Oh, for sure. I meant from. I meant oh, from for three forty one. They're going to do if they get forty one. They're doing really well. Um, and 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 Wemby especially is going to take tougher ones at least for right now. He's he's shooting. A, a, remember, remember, I wrote an article about Duncan Robinson mm-hmm. playing like mm-hmm. Duncan. Well, the Spurs are playing like everything. Uh, uh, that's one of the things they're doing. They ran him off a little wide mm-hmm. pin. He made the three, took a dribble, mm-hmm. side dribble, made it. They uh, little wasn't really Spain action, but it was like middle of the court. He was screening and setting, then back screen, and boom, he lifted up, made a three. Very mm-hmm. nice. Um, th- those aren't the easiest shots mm-hmm. to make, but um, it, what the first thing is, I uh, I just had no idea. You know, I never. <laughs> I, I tell people all the time, this is this is a job. I don't even think about that kind of stuff typically anyway, especially if a preseason right. game. I, I I wanted to watch the Spurs play the Thunder. I put it on. I watched the game. I watched it on tape again this morning. I on Synergy. And uh, I just – I'm off Twitter now. So I'm, <laughs> I'm done with Twitter pretty much forever. And I'm on threads a little bit. We'll see where we all go as a, yeah. as a company. 
But um, I did not know any of this. Uh, meanwhile, there's a lot of other good players. Oh, sure. Both yes. teams had a lot yes. of good young players. I was yeah, the, these these teams are going to be battling for a while, and I like this this, this scrawny versus scrawny battle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's going to happen. Yeah. Like like Victor Wembanyama got a he he put his head yeah. into into chest like chin. Yep, yep. Yeah. Knocked him down and flexed on him. <laughs> and then and then did the flex. And I laughed thinking, dude, what are you flexing? You're the before picture of a Charles Allen commercial. David. And then went and then Chet did the same thing. Wait, in, in uh, on Twitter yesterday or the day before, uh Chet goes, Yep, the headbutt move undefeated in the, in the, in the yeah. NBA. It's just like yeah. Kevin oh, there's a it. little rivalry there. Yeah. Oh, there's a oh, little rivalry sure. there because Wemby's Wemby's kicked his ass before. Mm-hmm. And I do not think he kicked his ass. This time they didn't play against each other. Chet darted Wemby, not the other way around. But when when Chet did his powerful guy, and I have I have no muscles, but I have more muscles than those guys. They're also literally more than a foot taller than me, or a foot or more. Um, nonetheless, if we value what we see, uh, uh, my my son, who is no dummy when it comes to basketball, now I'm I'm proud to say, asked me and via text messages, he's going to be if he, is he going to be the greatest of all time? Who Chet or or Wemby? Wemby. No, Wemby. Yeah, I, I can't. I didn't write. Right. No. no. I don't know. No. No. Like, it's in the, within the realm of possibility. This guy has the, the best career. It's it's unfair, what, in, in a sense. He's so tall. Uh, there was one play, where I told you, where he lifted to shoot the three um, at the top of the key. And I think it was it was guard, guard Jalen Williams, who's not short. No. And he's not short-armed. Uh, he had a really jump to even think about contesting, which is going to cause all sorts of other problems when, when – he, when he starts faking and drawing fouls on that, he still couldn't come close to contesting him. Uh, uh, his ability to dribble the ball. Meanwhile, his first ever preseason bucket was what? Do you remember? Uh, a put-back dunk? Yep. Not a quite a dunk, kind of dunk. At, at the free throw line, just, right? He jumped over the guy on the inside position and, like, you know, then tipped it back in. He, he's, he's a, he made a couple of uh, put-backs in the game. One was from farther on the other. The other was right at the rim. Uh, we can't forget that part of his game. He's got a little post-up game. He's going to have a better one. He brings the ball up in the court in transition. I don't think he should. I agree. I do think that there's a limit to what he should be doing this year. Maybe there will be. Um, uh, he can always add that later, which I think he – I suspect he, he will. He leaks out, which uh, I like too. Yeah, it's funny. I think that's – I, I have not talked to him in this first, but my guess is that's the strategy that they've discussed is we are going to clean up the glass mm-hmm. without you. They've got some guys with that can rebound. And so if you're on the perimeter, just fly. Because what's going to happen is, you're, even though the Spurs do through a couple of bad passes, they short-armed them. Mm-hmm. you got to overthrow, overthrow this guy. Yeah, the guards, you might hit the backboard once in a while. Mostly he's going to catch it. He can jump so high. It takes the guard and wing out of the play. They can't do anything about it. It's like throwing to a tight end against a four-foot-five quarterback. <laughs> tight ends can win every time. I mean, he's not much taller than these guys. So um, I, I think that that's going to force opponents – to get their big guys back earlier, which means they can't go to the offensive Correct. boards. It's a nice little strategy that I think they're going to play with. Um, but on the other hand, uh, Chet is a competitor. Mm-hmm. And everyone I've talked to has always said that about him. They've said he's a good shooter, no matter what he's done in the preseason, whatever, and, and, and in summer league, and he's a competitor. And he was, he was. And, he, and he is. I mean, he got nailed in the chin and still competed. Uh, uh, not afraid of Wemby at all. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think he's easier to guard, but uh, Jack Hollis didn't think so. He had no clue. <laughs> you can't foul Chet on his spin move. You got to fork and try to finish. I'm not sure he can. Uh, but this is the worst Chet's going to be for 15 years. The worst. 
So uh, he scored 21 and played pretty darn well. Uh, Hit threes, all that. OKC, yeah, yeah, he made a a nice three, too, um, on the right wing. Uh, In transition, these two teams are going to be standing tallest as the Lakers kind of age out and the Clippers kind of age out and the Warriors Mm -hmm. and the Suns. Mm -hmm. And so we have Memphis, who won't – Denver should be Mm -hmm. right there. And here's San Antonio and Oklahoma City. It won't be this year necessarily – but it's coming very soon. No, I, I mean it was it was great watching those two young guys uh, again because I, I always have you on my shoulder and I'm watching games, and that's exactly what I thought. This is the worst they're going to be at basketball right now. Yeah, and yeah, by 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 far, right. their learning curve is going to be enormous, and their bodies are going to get so much stronger. Mm-hmm. They're still very skinny, mm-hmm. both of yeah. them. they're very skinny, and they're too skilled for their own good. So they're going to learn how to limit some things until because they're just not good enough. I mean, Wemby had four turnovers, uh, two were terrible dribbles, two were really atrocious passes, mm-hmm. all correctable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and they're going to get much better blocking yeah. shots than they did in this game. Both of them are going to have like seven, eight blocks in a game. Uh, Richard's going to average a good amount, I think. The game's a little fast for him now. The physicalness is is there defensively, but offensively. And he's he's spectacular. Yeah, yeah, he's just great. There, there was a, a play that Wemby made that I said, "This is just the this is the beauty of being seven foot three or four or whatever with that ridiculous wingspan." He's at the top of the key, and a Thunder player is on the right wing, right, so to the right of him, dribbling into the lane. But because Wemby's arms are so long, he digs down at his dribble and causes him to lose it. The Spurs, the Spurs get the turnover. He races out. I'm like, dude, yeah. like. Again, because it's all about space in the NBA, right? And like, but his wingspan, that negates space for people, right? So you're driving, you're like, oh, no one's going to be able to reach me when I drive. Well, that guy might, because I don't even know what his wingspan is. Probably seven, five, seven, six. So if he can just... Sticks- oh, no, it's like, it's like eight oh, feet. Jesus. It's well, really crazy. Even, so even yeah. crazier. So he just sticks his mitt out. Yeah. He can dig down on a ball, cause you to fumble. Here we go. Turnover. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it it's really nuts. It might be like plus six or so. Maybe not eight foot. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's seven ten or something huge. It's but, ridiculous. Uh, you'll remember this. Um, the the first defensive player people remember game planning for in the NFL in my lifetime was Lawrence Taylor. Mm-hmm. And and what a disruptive force it is when you. I mean, every, I mean, you mentioned guys in game film, but but you really had to build an offensive system. For, for Lawrence Taylor, you were really screwed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deion Sanders, Same way. you didn't build your own system for it as much as you just avoided right. his Don't throw that side of it. Yeah, it's just not worth it because you're going to get some points with so that. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't make sense. Uh, you're going to have to game plan for Wemby defensively. You are. Forget about offensively. That's a given. That's why our sport is different. We play both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, although Deion did too. Um, he, he, you're going to have to game plan for him defensively. Uh, and that also includes how do I explode him? How can I make him try to cover ground in space? How can we maybe get him to foul? How can we maybe entice him to reach in like you're saying? How can we take advantage of him leaking out? You know, we may double down and say, fuck it. We're going to get, we're not, you know, we're going to have to go to the offensive boards and make him pay. But there's going to be a, a tug of war here to see which works. More, more offensive rebound help, less offensive rebound help uh, because of what he can do. Um, uh, he's just going to be, he's just, yeah. And, and, and Chet, Chet's Phil Mickelson, the Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's unfair. Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm not saying he's Phil Mickelson personality wise. Um, he's the he's gonna be the best. He's got a chance to be that good of a player and not even come close to Wendy. Yeah, that's how good Wendy is. And Chet's gonna have to fight like crazy for that, but also accept the reality of it 
and and take heart in winning. I think Bill Russell knew Will Chamberlain was right, better. But I win one on one. Mm-hmm. But I went because of where I'm at mm-hmm. and how we play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really believe that Bill Russell was on the Lakers and Will was on the Celtics. Oh. Then the Celtics could have won a championship. <laughs> I mean, yes. I don't, I don't think Bill. I know the Celtics fans will have you think it was their magic juice that turned Bill Russell into right. that. And Bill right. Russell's this incredible player, which he was, but Will would have won every time with those guys. Correct. Yeah, I think he would have been coachable just fine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that uh, we're gonna. The good news is, the internet's gonna get a lot of this going forward, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be in the playoffs. So it's like I thought one day we would see Ja versus uh, Zion versus mm-hmm. Luca. Like those three mm-hmm. are gonna be in a lot of Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Um, but now here come these two guys yeah. having their say. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be. We're going to see a great game drive in the near future, awesome. four years, five years, where um, Steph Curry is going to be on the front row. LeBron James is going to be in the front <laughs> row in street clothes. Yeah, well, yeah. Because I'm going to go watch Wemby versus Well, they're going to be yeah. 40 years old by then. So what's, That's what, you what, know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, LeBron will be like 40. Yeah, yeah, LeBron will be way older. Yeah, but, but they're going to be – they're going to be – it's going to be that kind of made-for-TV event yeah. where – the celebrities can be right there to watch because they're really fun the, players the, to the watch. The future of the league, man. I can't wait. Seven-footers doing it all. Um, do you think that the rookie of the year race will – you think Chet will have something to say about that? Not really. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a great question to ask. And people – I know a lot of people think Chet can win. I think Wemby's going to put up just ridiculous numbers. Yeah. 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 He, he's a – I mean, if he shoots poorly mm-hmm. uh, because he doesn't have a lot of spacing around him, got, guys shooting well mm-hmm. and he's guarded easier from there. Yeah, I mean, I think Chet's got a possibility. I, I don't know that there's another rookie that I would. I, Brandon Miller is so far away right yeah. now. Scoot far um, away. That too. doesn't mean he can't be good. Scoot Ooh. far away too. No, I don't know. I didn't watch him play the team from Australia. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I try not to watch those games. I, I caught one, and I'll catch another one this weekend. But I try. Not, I mean, nothing against the NBL. But Scoot Scoot will play tonight uh, when Portland plays Phoenix, and I think I think Phoenix is oh, nice. Phoenix is. Big three are playing tonight. I think they're going to play. They didn't okay. play last game, so might get to see Scoot against those guys. See how he I looks. think. I think. I think you're right. I think Scoot is right there. Like I just think Wemby's going to yeah. put up more. Yeah, he's he's going to be good. Um, and, and and Devin Vassell, even though he'll be a primary ball handler for them this year, isn't a chucker. Right. And the Spurs aren't going to play that kind of basketball. So I think Wemby's he's not going to be iced out at all by his own guy. Well, that, that leads us perfectly, David, into your article that came out uh, yesterday on Troop.com. Everybody should be subscribed to that. It was assessing the West. Um, I was looking at the Thunder, the Mavericks, the Pelicans, Wolves, Jazz, Blazers, Rockets, and Spurs. So let's say on the Thunder while we're here, we've long talked about that they have all the pieces in place to make a move to be competitive this year uh, because of all the draft capital they have and the really good young talent to already go with. I mean, guys, they have, by the awards, they have a top five player in Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He made All-NBA first team last year. So you have a floor raiser of a guy that good. We already talked about Chet. We know how much we love both Jalen Williams, Josh Giddy, uh, Lou Dort. They've got so many good – Isaiah Joe, so many good players on the team. But they're missing just that other <coughs> star player to go along with SGA. And who can they potentially tra- – I mean, they have every possible thing to get somebody. What Do they do it? I don't know. I think, David, we've been talking about it. I think it would be good for them to consider it only from the standpoint of they're not going to be able to pay everybody at some point, right? And that's what's going to happen. When you keep having 75 draft picks every year, I'm exaggerating, not that many, everyone's on the same timeline. Well, that means everyone can't get time to develop because only five guys can play on the court at a time, right? You're starting to get a backlog and you're getting guys who 
have similar skill sets and you're like, okay, well, which one's better? I don't know. And so we are good enough with an SGA and a guy who you're saying, you know, he may start saying, guys, this is all great. I love the young people, but uh, I'm really good right now. I'm all NBA first team. I'm an MVP candidate. I want to try to go to the playoffs and win. You know, who do we move to get that wing or another big? And you maybe, I mean, sacrilegious. Don't get mad at me, OKC fans. I don't think they will, but they said they moved Chet and they decided to get a better big. I don't know. I mean, I wrote they they should they could possibly trade him for Giannis a couple of weeks ago before right. they got Dave. Right. Um, and so we've been saying this now for two seasons. When is Shea going to say what you're saying? And uh, I heard someone say the other day that they think the Thunder are a year away from like being a serious team. And so I try try telling that to yeah. Shea. Yeah. Like like I mean, at some point he's not going to be so young, right? And uh, and he, this is his prime. So um, I still wonder, might they shock the world and trade him to a team uh, you know, like back to the Lakers? Clippers. Sorry, back to the Clippers. Ooh. If they don't, I think they'll get a hard deal done pretty soon. But if they didn't, uh, him going back there, that would that'd be pretty Supercharged Clippers. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm not sure they have enough at what, what Sam Presti would want. And I'm, I'm not suggesting it will happen. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Jalen Williams is – moving towards a guy that we think could be a, a high-level max player. Same thing with Chet. You already have Shea doing that. Giddy's going to command $20 million or more. You can't pay everybody. Correct. You just can't. And so what are you doing? I, I don't I don't know. Um, the, way, the way the league is now, we haven't talked about this. Uh, our friend Kevin Pelton did his uh, – I'll do mine probably next week or maybe two weeks. I haven't looked at it. Right before mm-hmm. the season starts, I'll do my I'm predictions. predictions. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm any better than Kevin, that's for sure. Um, it's all so bunched together, you know, everyone in their forties for the most part. Um, and so that's parody. And I think this is exactly what the league wants with the way that the salary cap mm-hmm. is built in. Uh, it's just so expensive to keep your teams together. I mean, I'm already hearing now Jalen Brown to Atlanta, uh, not this year, not this year, but if they want to extend drew, they got Porzingis, they got Tatum, yeah, yeah. something has to give. This is the new reality of it is we're going to have a star or two on every team ultimately. And, um, and now how well do those guys mesh with your role players? How well do you develop your own role players so that they're being paid X, but they're worth three times, four times, five times, 10 times X. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, think about it. You got a guy making 2 million a year and you get him playing worth 20 million a year, like the Warriors did with Jordan Poole, mm-hmm. They won a championship. Mm-hmm. The next year, he didn't play like that. He did not win a Correct. championship. That's a major part of what we we need to do for teams. So, I mean, OKC is going to be in that dilemma, but not yet. They've got some time on getting. Right. They've got some. Chet's got you know two more years for his extension to even kick in. Two, you know, three years really. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just wonder what they're going to do because I think they're going to be good. But the West is loaded. loaded, not loaded, just a lot of similar teams. Yeah. Right. It's more fair to say there's no Warriors dynasty team. Right. There's just a bunch of good teams and not a lot of bad teams. Yeah. Almost, I mean, Portland, just Portland. I think you're right. Yeah, right. Portland, Houston's gonna be Houston's okay. Be okay. Yeah, I think I think you're dead on. San Antonio's gonna be okay, right? Like I think they'll. Right, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe not win more than thirty games, but they could win thirty, and thirty gets to thirty-five pretty easily, and you're not done. Yeah, at that point. yeah. No, I, I I think that makes sense. Um, you know, sticking with uh, teams again that, that that you looked at the the Pelicans. You know, it, so much of this is just about Zion, right? Who we'll talk about. Um, in a, in a little bit here when we talk about players yeah. in the preseason, you know, 
Griffin said some interesting things about Zion at Media Day in that this is essentially the first season that he took being a professional series. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said, right? And it's like, oh, well, five years in, finally. Okay, well, I guess that's good news, I guess. Wish it would have happened sooner. Um, they they come into the NBA very young. I mean, that's the thing. You're 19 years old. I mean, And, and well paid. See, my, my kids are 22, but they're broke. <laughs> Uh, they, it's my money. Now they they do each of them have a savings account. They don't touch it. Um, that, that isn't small. Uh, they've done a good job, but for all intents and purposes, they're broke. Yeah, these guys in the no. NBA are not broke, and so they, it's it's just a different situation. And David, I just feel like you know people. It's so easy for people to look at young kids when they come into the NBA and say, "Oh, you know, you guys got to do this, this X, Y, and Z." Like, do you remember yourself in nineteen? I was a fucking right. moron. Like. Yeah. And I had great parents. You gave me millions of dollars. I would have acted all kinds of stupid. Like, just. Yeah. They're, they're so much more professional than the average human could, would be in this same situation. Right. And it's not just money. It's fame. Yes. It's fame. It's also physical attractiveness. Mm-hmm. Tall dudes, mm-hmm. fit mm-hmm. guys. Uh, 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 and they get to be more. I wasn't worldly at 1920. <laughs> right. right. You know, they, they got some of them understand fine wine. They can't even drink it <laughs> legally. Like they've seen five star hotels. I never right. saw a five star hotel till I was probably late 30s, early right. 40s, if I, if I remember right. Um, it's just, it's a different vibe. And they do amazing, but they're not perfect. Yes. Yeah. And, and also, some of them don't come from money, they don't come from privilege. And so it's really, really new for them. I remind you of that great article Sports Illustrated did decades ago with Kwame Brown when he called his agent and said, I need a new suit for the road trip, need new suits. And they said, what are you talking about? We bought you five. He's like, I know, but I need new ones for the road trip. And do you remember the story? And they said, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Why do you need more? Where are your suits? He's like, they're sitting next to my bed. He had no idea how to dry clean anything. And he was losing weight because he was used to eating grits and biscuits right. and whatever right. he ate in Georgia. Right. And he was, and he, I'm sure DC had all those things. Right. He, this was before the internet. He didn't know how to find right, them. Right. And no one was helping him, not his agents and not his team. Right. And uh, which is why in some cases, young players come out with their moms mm-hmm. or their or a brother. Mm-hmm. I have a young player I help whose brother lives with them, who's older. Uh, he, this kid's young. He just, he's just turning 21. And um, it's, it's smart because they just, they just don't know. Mm-hmm. They just, they just don't know what's going on. So. I'm glad to hear Zion's finally figured it out. The league shouldn't be happy to hear that. <laughs> I mean, the league is happy. The opponents, Correct. the nine teams don't want to hear Correct. it. Correct. Yeah. Because if this kid's healthy, guys, they were number one seed last year at, at Christmas. Like, right? I mean, so yeah. <laughs> this team will be very good. Look, they, no, he, he is, he, he is, well, we'll get to Zion. I don't think you want to no, get to they, they need BI to be healthy. Um, They got to figure out their lead ball handler situation. Um, yeah. uh, As you mentioned, Alvarado, I think, is much better coming off the bench being a pest as opposed to your primary playmaker. That's not really what CJ does. So. Um, yeah. so they got to figure, figure some stuff out there. And then the Trey, Trey Murphy injury me out 10 to 12 weeks. That's going to, that's going to hurt them. Yeah. Najee Marshall is really important for mm-hmm. them right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's got to fill that role and Willie green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't really write about it much. I don't want to do an experiment on a whole expose on the coaches, but, um, Willie is a very interesting story of a guy that some people don't think is, is like Chauncey Billups was this brainiac mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. Willie green wasn't seen as this brilliant strategist X and O guy. Uh, like a lot of players, former players aren't. He was seen as an amazing culture builder, mm-hmm. player connector. Uh, there, there's huge value. Maybe maybe more in that than the other. 
there's not many that can do both really well. Um, but nonetheless, they've been underachieving. Zion, no Zion. Right. This is a big, big this year. is, he may not finish the year this year. He may no, not. You're right. He's going to have to win some games. And so there's pressure there, which is, which could be great. Could work out fine. And uh, Herb Jones, right? We know he's great defensively. Can he learn to shoot, right? Can that be a thing? Yeah. That's huge. Uh, another yeah. Dyson Daniels yeah, is big. Huge. So it, New Orleans will be interesting to watch. Um, all right, guys, we'll be back after a brief commercial break. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists for my partner and I. And both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. Okay, David. Uh, again, I encourage everybody to go and read your excellent article about the rest of the West. David also talks about Luka Doncic as an MVP. Um, you know, Lucas fit. He played FIBA World Cup. He's looking good already. Um, he didn't play a ton in the Real Madrid game because he's, you know, they want to kind of manage him a little, little bit of a, a nagging something. Uh, but, you know, this, this guy's a great player. Oh, speaking of Real Madrid, David, did you hear the NBA wants to play a game? at the uh, Santiago Bernabeu Stadium where Real Madrid football team plays uh, their games at some point in the future. The new Bernabeu's gotten renovated as a Real Madrid football fan as I am. I know all about it. The way that grass elevates, it houses 82,000 people. That would be fun. An outdoor game at that stadium with, uh, if we can get 80,000 people, that would be super fun. So, and, you know, the NBA is always trying to grow the wow. game. So, and Spain loves basketball. So I, you know, I, 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 let's put it this way. True hoops going on the road. If we're, if we're, if we're doing that game, <laughs> you're, vol- you're volunteering to correct. To go. Correct. I am volunteering <laughs> to go to Madrid. <laughs> uh, as we as we speak, Gerard, I just got a, a text that I'm under a tornado warning now, which is not a hurricane, but tornado warning. I don't. Um, it says my area, but I live in a big area, Ooh. so I don't hear anything. It's not windy out here. Well, but if you see me taking <laughs> off, it means I hear like a freight train. I've got a perfect closet right here I'll be running well, into. <laughs> hopefully, David will not be taking off. It will be good. Uh, we saw some uh, preseason games, David, with number, almost every team I think has played at least one game by now. So we've seen a lot of, lot of action. Yeah. Um, Zion, we talked about the Pelicans. Um, you know, I, it's weird. I always have this trepidation feeling whenever I see him on the court because I'm like, oh, God, just don't get hurt. Right. And it's so sad that that's where we're at. But that's, I'm just like, oh, please, just don't slip on a banana peel. Don't like. <laughs> I don't, I don't want anything to happen, just... But yeah. I think it's important, though, that they get some reps with him and these guys because he hasn't played with them a ton. So it's important that they get a little bit of something going before the regular season. I mean, I do think there's something to be said for every team about um, getting a feel for things. If, if a player's been out with injury in the past, 
or new players in like the Celtics withdrew last night. Um, yeah, I do think there's just – you're better off in game 20 than you are in game two. And so preseasons matter for that, even though some teams aren't using it the same as others. Uh, we've seen a lot of stars sit games. But, I, yeah, I do think it matters. And I think for the players that have been out for a little bit, uh, the timing does make a difference. I, I'm a big believer in repping at game speed. I just talked to a player this morning. I just left a voice fetch for a player this morning uh, telling him um, he's got to do a better job of getting in his reps in practice, imagining that he is in a real game. And th that's finding those feelings, mm -hmm. that, that stress that you feel, that pressure that you feel. Try to manufacture that with every rep you take in practice. Uh, and preseason games don't mean anything uh, typically, but it is something that you can at least try to rep as best you can. And someone's closing you out. They might have a little mm -hmm. hand up mm -hmm. or whatever. And so it, 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 it can help get your timing, kind of kind of grease the reels, rails a little bit, get you moving better for the regular season in a couple weeks. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you there. Um, I, I caught Zion, played a little bit in that Orlando Magic game. Yeah, I watched that team. Uh, Zion, yeah. defensively, um, are we going to give effort on that end of the floor this season? I saw – Not in preseason. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and the thing is, I don't – I don't know that I've seen him give a ton of great effort in the regular season because it's been such lim he, limited. He's tape. had moments. Yeah, no, he had. He's had moments. It's a fair question to ask. Uh, Willie Green will not be there long if they don't get him defending at least a little bit. They need him to. It's not like they're loaded with great they're defensive not, players. Yeah. So, yeah, and Dyson Daniels has a chance to be great, um, but he's not. You know, he's in year two. He's. I think might still be a teenager. Just that. Maybe just turned twenty. So no, they need Zion to play. I play with effort on that end. Um, I didn't have him on the rundown, but so in that game, did you see Paolo go out Zion a few times, scoring on him? I was like, oh, look I at didn't, I did not. I saw Paolo's numbers. Oh, like, I, I Paolo. saw Zion's game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he loves that. Little, little Duke yeah. on they, they Duke, like you know, brotherhood rivalry. Why not? Do the thing. Speak, speaking of Paolo, I heard Jamal Crawford and uh, Channing Fry were asked on NBA TV. I was, I was up late or maybe early one morning this week, and they wanted player comparisons. Channing Fry said, um, oh, my God, I'm so – Joe Johnson. And I, I thought, oh, my God, Channing Fry has never seen this guy yeah, play before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who, who, how was how Paolo like Joe Johnson? No, not at all. Joe Johnson was one of the greatest shooters I ever saw. Yeah. Paolo can't shoot at all. No, no, no. I thought Jamal Crawford was great, and I think I've made this a similar one. I phrase it differently, but he said a less athletic Blake Griffin. Ooh. I think Jamal Crawford's fucking smart. I think I've said the exact same thing without saying less athletic. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know. Uh, Paolo's pretty damn athletic. I mean, he and, and he's also really tall. I mean, Blake could jump over a car. So was Blake. Out loud. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, I thought – I'm just telling you, for a, a NBA owners out there that want to hire a former player in the front office. Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford's got some talent. Yeah, yeah. I don't want the job. <laughs> but if he's thinking like I'm thinking, he's smart. So, I thought, yeah. I, I like JC a lot for that. Yeah, no, he's um, – yeah. But Blake also really dominated the paint, and I don't know that Paolo is in that mode. I think he's more of a, you know, Blake also was an amazing passer, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. underrated passer because you were overwhelmed by the dunks and the athletics and the brute force. Paolo needs to do more of that, Blake. I think, and and his team will be much better if he plays that. Yeah, way. Yeah, no, I I I think so. Um, Zaire Williams is another player that uh, piqued my interest in, in, in the preseason, mainly because I want to know who's the Grizzlies starting small forward going to be. That's a, that's a space they need someone to play. Yeah. Um, uh, Dama's done some stuff, played there last year. Um, there's no Dylan Brooks, obviously, so there's a, there's a hole there, right? And I don't think you're going right. to go Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, 
and John Morant. That's just too small across the front three. Like you're going to get killed. Right, you got Roddy, you got Laravia, mm-hmm. who are going to compete for the same mm-hmm. thing that Zaire's mm-hmm. competing for. And and Zaire, he, he first of all, he looks like he put on some muscle. He's not. I'm like, whoa, you put some. He was really skinny. Yeah, I'm like, he was he was a beat. He was like the like Chet and uh, and Victor yeah. and Victor yeah. that skinny. I was like, yeah. you put on some muscle, and he's just as crazy as this sounds, David. He's just putting in effort on both ends of the floor in a way that he wasn't. Maybe the physicality got so many couldn't do it early, but like it just looks like he's able to do things physically that he wasn't able to do even last season. Well, when you have a better idea of what's going on, you can kind of lock in better. And a lot of these players, it's not it's not for lack of willingness to be physical. It's just they're unaware of, until it's too late. And so I think he's seeing the game a little bit better, and that allows him really the courtesy of the privilege of of in, in jet, investing more of his body. And uh, yeah, I thought he looked fine the first game. It's it's we got a long way to go here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was really bad last it year. Was. Um, and uh, but I think he's got a lot of talent. Uh, at one point, he was projected to be a top ten guy. He didn't do so great at Stanford, but his shot looks good. He made some shots, but it, they look good even his misses. Um, boy, it'd be nice if he can end up shooting. He's a tall athletic yeah. point. I mean, that's that's the position that everybody wants, right? The tall athletic. Yeah. That is the premium in this league. If you got yeah. that, and I'm not saying he's going to be one of those apex predator guys, but if he is just and even a net neutral at that position this year. That's huge. He needs to. He needs to. He needs to be a Mikael Bridges as soon as possible. Yeah, uh, the old Mikael yes. Bridges, the one right. that couldn't score a ton of Defend points. Defend and, and hit three. That's threes. all they need. That's all they need. It, it may, it's going to be hard in year two, but that's what they need for no, them. No, I'm with you. Uh, I was watching a lot of the Denver Nuggets young guys um, playing against the Suns, and these were guys I'm pretty sure you liked all of them that got drafted: Julian Strother, Peyton Watson, and Jalen Pickett. I think you liked all. No, you didn't. I didn't really have an opinion on any okay. of them. So I've heard good things about the Gonzaga kids, Julian Strother, okay. but um, I, I mean, I, I'm and the, uh, the Pickett, Jalen Pickett, Peyton, no, no, Jalen Pickett. He looked interesting in summer league just as a quarterback, mm-hmm. but I mean, Denver, Denver got Christian Brown only in the finals to look like he knew what he was doing, pretty much. Uh, uh, can those guys serve that similar role? Maybe, but remember, those guys benefit. He benefited. Christian did from just being the healthiest guy in the room during the finals against an exhausted Miami mm-hmm. Heat team, and he ran circles around them. I don't know if these guys had that kind of – I mean, Brown's an elite athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Denver's weak in the, mm-hmm. on the bench, and so they're going to get their chances. They're going to get their chances, and, and uh, you like their chances of improving with that core that's in place, especially on uh, Jokic, but um, it's no sure thing. Like, it's a real – this is the challenge of the West is that the more talented teams don't have great depth, and the less talented teams, maybe the top had more depth. So, so do you yeah. think? Uh, oh, and I should have started the show by saying this: uh, Michael Malone's father, Brendan Malone, uh, passed away. Yeah, um, passed away. One of the great basketball minds uh, uh, of all time. Um, but you know, so yes, condolences to Michael Malone and his family. Um, do you think? Do you think Malone? Because you know, c- coaches don't tend to like when rookies screw up; they put them on the bench. They're like, I can't have you guys, you know, lose lose this game. Gonna have to lean on Reggie Jackson and those guys more, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of options, so it's either going to be lean on veterans. I don't really love that much to begin right. with, or give these guys a chance. And I think he's going to lean towards the latter. Oh, good, because you can do both. Yes. You can play a little bit of both. The veterans will play some. I don't think Reggie Jackson expects to play a lot. They offer him ten million dollars. That's you know mm-hmm. more than enough mm-hmm. for two years. Um, I think the young guys are going to get a lot of chances to to learn and get better. And they're going to lose a bunch because a lot of these a lot of these teams are going to lose, you know, thirty plus games. Yeah, yeah. 
and still compete for a top four seed. It's going to be that tight in the West, I think. And I think, you know, as you always say, playing time is oxygen for these kids. And yeah. mistakes baked into the game, but that's how they learn. That's how they get reference points. So yeah. be patient while they, maybe when Jokic gets off the floor, you're plus 10. By the time he comes back in, you might be down five, right? It's just how it might work when they're there. Yeah, they have to develop uh, an urgency. When um, Early in my career, when I had players, I, I one player in particular, um, we told you know he he almost signed with Poland in Poland, and so the joke we always have is, uh, get your head on straight, or you're going to be going to Poland, because <laughs> that's what we said to him. We almost went there. He ended up going to France, but um, uh, these guys need to play as if they don't have a guaranteed contract and really play with some urgency, make mistakes, learn from them uh, uh, quickly, as opposed to oh, I'll figure it out. No, no, no. You need to have some urgency about it, and then they have a chance during the rotation come you know, playoff time. They also have the advantage of having the world's best player on their team, right? I mean, soak up as much knowledge from that yeah. dude as possible. Like, when he tells you, yeah. no, go go where he tells you to go, right? Like, whatever he says, sure. you do that. Do that thing. Because he's sure. right. He knows what's going to happen. And just soak yeah. it up and learn. It's a coach on the floor that way. And he wants them to run their offense. He's a guy that likes that mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. He's not just free right. it. So, um yeah, definitely lucky. And not everyone's been lucky to play with LeBron. Um, there's positive and negative to that. Jokic seemed like a better, easier teammate to play for, let's put it yeah, that way. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, so, you know, down in Miami, you know, Miami Heat fans are mad they didn't get Dame. But, you know, all is not lost. It's still a very good team. They still got Spo, the best coach in the league. Uh, they have Tyler Hero. Um, Jaime Hawkins, I like him. I think he's going to be... We could talk about Jaime, too. I, I think he's going to be good. Now, I... When I say good, I don't necessarily mean a plus whatever EPM in his rookie year, but someone who seems to know where he's supposed to be on the floor um, and has a maturity about his game. Um, we'll see what that translates to, but I think he'll be he'll raise he'll raise some eyebrows in a positive way. Yeah, start with Tyler. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked terrific. He's uh, and I've been paying attention to Miami media. It's you know, four hours away mm-hmm. from me. Um, he, he he knows what people have been saying. Yeah. Like that, that drove him. You could tell he looks fantastic. And I've talked to people on the team stroking it, nice. scoring everywhere, looks good physically. He looks great. Yeah, he's going to be really good. And, um, and Jaime, I mean, I have a philosophy. If you're, the, if you're the player of the year in your league, you're pretty fucking good. That's why I love Brandon Miller. SEC was no joke when he was player of the year and he was 18 years mm-hmm. old the whole season, pretty much. Maybe 19. Uh, Jaime Eckhead's player of the year in the Pac-12, not as good a league, but still pretty good. McGusevay mm-hmm. was very, very good. good. Uh, he's been a good player for a couple of years. Miami's very high on him. Uh, and so if someone's going to lead, if, you know, if a rookie is going to lead the EPM, uh, a, rookie's, a rookie is going to lead that group in EPM, uh, obviously, they're not all, all going to be just fucking terrible. Right. He is a good candidate mm. for that because he's played four years of high-level yep. college basketball. He'll have a pretty tight role. And um, I, I'm hearing really good things about him. And uh, I told you, they, they have the best backup Thomas center Bryant. in Thomas yep. Bryant, who's good enough to start. It is, one day we'll go into his whole real story because I know it pretty well. But he just had 15 and 8 in his first game in 19 minutes. Yeah. And what I liked about it is playing with Tyler Hero um, in important parts of the game. Uh, and not that Charlotte's a good defensive team, but they definitely strive to be. And they had all the main players in. I think it was almost like a three straight possessions. Tyler Hero scored off a Thomas Bryant call screen. And because Bryant can really score, like I said, he had 15 in the game, went to the line seven times. Mm-hmm. Um, he attracted 
defenders to him. Yeah. And Tyler Hero was like, all right, I guess I'll make the easy four footer. <laughs> and you could just see Tyler Hero was like, oh, I can play with this guy. Yeah. And then we have to remember, he was like the best pick and roll player in the league last year for the Lakers. Correct. Thomas Bryant yeah. was when AD was out. Yeah. Uh, uh, LeBron and a little Russell Westbrook murdered it with him. The Nuggets don't play the same way. The Jokic is their instigate you know, guy, not their guards. Tyler Hero is a very good pick and roll player. So is Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. who did not play mm-hmm. the first game. So I just think that Spolstra set out to the game for you Miami fans. It's nice to have Bam on the bench and we can still score. Well, I, yeah, I, was, so, I was just going to um, go there. This saves yeah. Bam, right? Some some miles and some, some wear and tear in his body. And again, it gives you an option. So in the postseason, you're like, let's run out. Let's run Tyler and and uh, and Thomas Bryant pick and roll for two and a half minutes. Yeah. See what happens here. Yeah. And, the, and, you know, and you're not only you're able to maintain, we can increase our lead. Oh, we're we're doing well. So no, and Miami, look, heat culture, people make fun of it, joke, whatever. It's a real thing. They find players that fit their system. If you don't fit, yep. you will not be there long. Um, and I, I just, to your point, I, I like the point you made about Jaime, which is if there's going to be one player, it'll be him because he'll have a role. And that's so important, David, right, for young players, because your big thing when you teach them is how do you help your team win possessions? And I think when you have, as you mentioned, Victor and Chet, too much skill for their own good, right? So it's like, oh, they want to do them. No, 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 no. Here's what I want you to do. Protect the rim or cover around the perimeter, race out and, and get lob dunks, right? Give them two things to work to do. And if you master these two things, that's not even you for the rest of your life. But for right now, do this will be great. And if you can get rookies to do that, which Miami will with Jaime, I think they'll be in good shape. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree. They're, you know, suppose a secret weapon. Not so secret. <laughs> uh, the Raptors. So they're clearly going to go with Scotty Barnes as full-time point guard. This is, this is they're, they're going to learn, right? It's going to be a, a big learning learning curve for him, right? There are going to be some positives and negatives. That's just how the game works. What do you think, though, like in terms of that? It, let me ask you this question. If that's the case, they're not going to be a high winning team, right? If, if, if that is the case. It's a concern for sure. Dennis Schroeder isn't really a true quarterback. I don't think Scotty is is – I don't love him as a pure point guard. I like him as a good playmaking facilitator, but not the main guy. It's going to be a work in progress, I think. Yeah. Um, and and they're a good team. They actually are pretty good. And so they're going to lose some games they probably wouldn't otherwise. But I think they feel like it's going to be the best thing for us going forward. Let's really find out all the things Scotty can do. That's what, that's my guess is what their read is. Because he's he's, a, he's elite athlete. He can write. He's 6'9 yeah. or whatever he is. He's super athletic, long, right? He can guard. He can shoot a little. He can, you know. I think, but to, your, to that point, right? Is he too toolsy? And it's like, let's master these things, right? And then, but now making him point guard, he's got to use all the tools now, right? So it's sink or right. swim. It, and it's really hard to balance scoring and passing and running the team. And when do I get OG the ball? When do I get Pascal the ball? When should I take it? That's it's a lot of more stress for a third year player that's trying to play for a max extension. Mm, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's that'll be very interesting to see. How well does he do with that? Knowing that it's t- extension time around the corner and he'll want a max. Well, it'll be curious to see. Guys, uh, stay tuned because there'll be some great playoff uh, – playoff, excuse me, preseason. God, I'm already in playoff mode. Preseason basketball uh, today on Friday and the rest of the weekend, and we'll talk about it on Monday. Take care.